Hello universe, it is 12 o'clock on the dot. The official noon hour has begun here on the 20th of January. Happy birthday to my childhood friend uh, who lived one house back and across the alley from me. I know today is his birthday and that makes him 53. So he's officially the five months older than me than he always is. But other than um, <laughs> my father's birthday being five days away from now, in which he'll turn the ripe old age of 82, and yet will want to be playing tennis on that day if it's nice enough to play, um, I don't really have a whole lot of uh, birthdays to deal with until uh, June when my sister and myself and Father's Day, Mother's Day, the May-June run is the holiday run. And then uh, not again till August for my mom. So <clears throat> doing something for my dad's birthday is always uh, sort of the end of the Christmas season, as it were. And uh, I have no idea what I'm going to do for him on, the, on five days from now. So I already gave him some CBD pills to help with his uh, joint and muscular pain. We'll see if he takes those. Um, but other than trying to uh, find some way to keep him on the tennis court, I don't think there's a whole lot left to give him for his birthday at this point. So, uh, as I say, so, 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 uh, a needle point thread um i have a point today and i'm trying to construct how to best attack that point which is the concept of saying i could have been any one of you and it really is important that the phrase could have exists um now because as i have become comfortable in my own skin i would never choose to be anyone else but for so long, I didn't know how to allow the composite self within me to uh, congeal in some form that I was able to present it to the world with confidence. Um, I was always looking to somehow shift into a persona that was more productive, uh, effective, um, truthful, comfortable, uh, less unsure, whatever the moniker of choice there is. Hang on. <coughs> Sorry about that. Whatever uh, characteristics I was feeling currently either overwhelmed by or underrepresented within, um, I was always trying to figure out how to develop those. And one of the ways to develop them was the fake it till you make it attempt to copy other people who seem to be presenting them. The downside to that is I was often misreading people's bluster as something else, confidence, um, stability, um, uh, leadership, whatever. Um, and when I thought about these things in my head, I always thought I was capable of almost anything, 
with my skill set, but with my initiative, drive, uh, motivation, uh, direction, uh, uh, laziness, apathy. I always knew that I wasn't really made to uh, ascend to CEO of AT&T or, you know, even head of sales at AT&T or whatever. Because ultimately, I value my personal free time to think about shit. <laughs> and, uh, and when you get right down to it, that's where I've directed my life is in a direction to ensure that I've always got plenty of time to just sit and think about stuff. Because to me, I was always so full of questions. I just didn't feel like dedicating my life to a career or even to, as it turns out, a mate. I didn't feel like there was enough room to slot that in. Somehow. And when I tried to fake those things, I always blew them apart. Because at some point, I realized they were the claustrophobic presence in my life that was keeping me from experiencing life the way I wanted to, which was to always be answering the questions I couldn't find the answers to and always discovering new things that might lead to those answers when I hadn't discovered them yet. And, uh, and so... Essentially, I wanted to live with complete autonomy and self-centered approach to everything. And whenever that got threatened by the stability of a girlfriend or the uh, constant routine of a job, eventually it overwhelmed me and I blew it up. I have walked off more jobs than I want to admit. And I have ruined more relationships than I care to admit. And oddly enough, I don't even, I've never really figured out the job timeline on which my, my ticking time bomb exists, but my, my relationship timeline ticking time bomb blows up at the 20th month. It happens every time, or at least I've never made it to month 21 with anyone, but I've made it to month 20 with five people. <laughs> so I, I have a feeling there's something in this number two oh uh that uh <laughs> that ultimately uh collapses all of my my trickiness or in some way causes me to run out the front door racing away from whatever chaos i'm about to create or experience so in those ways of course i am who i am and i'm none of you because i doubt any of you have that track record with past significant others um but I bet a lot of you have the track record with past significant others of getting into something that felt so right immediately that just turns for no reason whatsoever that you can identify into something that isn't working. And <clears throat> when it does that, I never really had the confidence in my own um, self-analysis to believe that that was a move I needed to act on. I always thought I was phasing and needed to just get my head straight because this was going to get better, turn around, whatever. Something else was influencing me that I wasn't understanding, yada, yada. Like I said, I need time to think because when I'm in these 
dilemmas or paradoxes mentally, they, they irk me. And they can irk me to the point they affect my behavior. And when they affect my behavior, that's not always in a productive sense. And I bet there are people out there just like that. And one of the reasons I hate how much we work in this country is because it takes away from our opportunity to just sit and experience who we are. To do the things that in our list of why we're here on planet Earth in this cosmic reality that's coincidentally letting us experience consciousness. I mean, how much of that should come down to is a pound and three quarters okay or do you want me to put one more slice of bacon on there for you? And I get that we have to maneuver and grow a system of community and civilization to be productive so that all the metrics of life that we've created for ourselves, like energy, food, shelter, um, education, health, are effective. So I don't mind putting in my time as the, is that enough uh, shrimp, or should I take more out of the bag? <clears throat> and great. We all pitch in, right? We all do what we need to do to be productive members of a civilization that grants us a whole ton of security, friendship, opportunity, uh, maneuverability, uh, ex exposure, uh, information. The, the returns are, are, are uncountable. So how much of my life do you give me back in return for that uncountable gift that is the civilization I was dropped in. Well, roughly two free days. Because the other five I'm working. So, to think that those five days are mine to, to experience the work life, much like I experience walking my dog when that's what we're doing, or much like I experience cleaning the litter box, that certainly isn't anything other than a job. Um, life is experiences. So I try really not to think about having to go to work. But I do have to go to work, right? I can't not go. And so I'm always torn by <sighs> hating my job, but knowing that I owe the community, the work that I provide by going to my job. Somewhere in there, I strike enough of a balance to put up with a job until I simply can't put up with it anymore. <laughs> and I hate to put it that way because I'm really trying this time not to be in a fenced-in position where I feel like I have to hop the fence and run down the pasture because all of a sudden, everything I believe I'm here to do is at stake. Let's hope that doesn't happen this time. In fact, let's hope it doesn't happen this time so much that that's kind of going to be the point of my next explanation of what I plan to do next. Um, but, <clears throat> like I think many of you, I can't help but hate certain elements of my job. So I'm resigned to going to a place where I know there are things that are irritants beyond my control that I must just swallow and overlook while doing the best I can to live up to some level of experience that is fulfilling by serving customers to the best extent I can with 
the most smile and cheer I can give so that I get some of that back so I can walk home feeling like I haven't just completely wasted my time other than, of course, the obligation to the community that I f do feel is intact by having served this time. I guess you could call that my service as a citizen obligation. And if that doesn't describe many of you, then I want to know what you do for a job. Because <clears throat> for me, whenever I've stepped outside of the traditional just do work, go home, don't think about work, get paid for work done, do the same next day, do the same next year, do the same for a while. Whenever I'm in some other element of the workforce, whether it be creative or, um, or data-driven or, uh, or uh, compartmentalized in a particular vertical, whatever it, it happened to have been, it was phoniness, at its most basic level <laughs> and i couldn't deny that either so i would rather do real work like way bacon than i would help someone conceive a website path that generates more sales every day of the week and uh and that's just another way that i know i am now that maybe a lot of you aren't because I know a lot of you, that's what you do. You are out there in the mental universe of trying to coerce public opinion, public decision-making, public buying cycles, whatever, uh, in your favor. And I guess that must be fulfilling at some level because so much of our economy is dedicated to it. There's a ton of people doing it. But to me, that was always just like, look, if your product's the best product, then prove it. If you can prove it, I'll buy it. That's the marketing I want to see. And uh, now, who knows? Can't trust a reader review. You can't trust anything that anybody is saying about their own product because you know it's full of bias. And I'll bet in that way I'm like a lot of you too. I miss the days when everything wasn't just to create stockholder and shareholder value or maximize profit for the company. There used to be a time when actual value was decided by the excellence of the product you created, not by the amount of profit margin it generated. <clears throat> but since we've come to this universe, and swayed away from that one. I'll continue weighing the bacon. I'll continue walking back and forth to work with the, no, with the knowledge that I'm doing something that at least has concrete, tangible value. And I'm going to continue building the next step and the next step with that motto in mind. I don't want to do things anymore that I can't tangibly show the value for. It's important to me to feel like I'm doing work that shows effort and effect. And, uh, and I need to live this way for a little while. So, again, I could have been a lot of you because for so long I just didn't know how to be myself. But now that I'm myself, well, I can't be any of you. It's over. I've become who I am. 
And who I am has to be at work in, oh, look at that, uh, 73 minutes. So, I do, <laughs> I do fear that I'll spontaneously quit any job that I'm working. And I fear it with this one. But if I just remind myself to quit being such a, a dickhead, when it comes to this kind of stuff, well, then I can go to work with a smile on my face. So I know this was a lackluster uh, <laughs> and meandering episode that uh, I regret already. But if you just help me work through the uh, misgivings I have about how much we work in this country, well then I will continue putting a smile on your face anytime you see me at the meat counter. For I do like my job. I do like all the happy people I get to see every day. And, damn it, if you have to work in this country, and you do, then working at the meat counter ain't so bad. <laughs>